One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man, who was called Mal Evans, who was on roadie, and uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Bruce Bozzi. On the last season of Table for Two, we had some good times with some of the best guests you could possibly ask for. Table for Two is a bit different from other interview shows. We sit down at a great restaurant for a meal and the stories start flowing. We're back for a second season. We'll be breaking bread with Colin Jost, Michael Mann, Divine Joy Randolph, just to name a few. Listen and subscribe to Table for Two on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Alec Baldwin. This past season on my podcast, Here's the Thing, I spoke with more actors, musicians, policymakers, and so many other fascinating people, like jazz bassist Christian McBride. Jazz is based on improvisation, but there's very much a form to it. Most pop songs have a very strict structure, verse, verse, chorus, whereas jazz, you get a melody with a set of chord changes. You play that melody with those chord changes. Now, once you do that, you have a conversation based on that melody and those chord changes. So it's kind of like giving someone a topic and say, okay, talk about this. And comedian and actor Caroline Ray. You're most comfortable when you're on stage. Probably. You really love it. Yeah, I feel like I always think my stand-up is a dinner party. I know what I'm going to make. You're my guests. I don't know what's going to happen. But the thing about stand-up that amazes me is it's only going to happen in that moment in time. Even if we film it, it's never going to be what it feels like live. Listen to the new season of Here's the Thing on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's your favorite throwback podcast hosts, Jessica Bennett and Susie Banacaram, here to announce a new season of our show in retrospect which means a whole new batch of episodes diving into the pop culture moments we love and love to pick apart. From the dethroning of the first black Miss America to the legacy of a lesbian joke from four Kaftan-loving Golden Girls. Listen to In Retrospect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. So Bryn and I have these holiday traditions. And when she was younger, we used to go to the Grinch and we used to go to Macy's and see, um, I think her name was like Virginia. That was the girl that like, and there was a little puppet show and we'd, you know, buy an ornament and I still have the Macy's ornament. And it's like great memories there. And she got older and we stopped going to Santa and we still went to Radio City for the Christmas show every year. And when she was younger, we would go see the the llamas in the back and they know us. That was a ritual. We have pictures from that. And then during the pandemic, we skipped some years of the Radio City show. I think it might've been just one. Um, and felt a little badly, but of course there was nothing you could do about it. But I think the anxiety was that we wouldn't pick it up again. And of course we did. 
And these new traditions have started, including Jingle Ball, which is fun that it's like a glamorous red carpet event for us because I get to go on the red carpet with Bryn, which is sort of like a fun extra moment. She's not a kid that I take out to events and go on red carpets, nor do I really go to events and go on red carpets. But the ones that I like are the ones where it's like a mommy and me experience. And it doesn't have to be. I could bring her and a friend, which one year I'm sure I will. But we go together. And not unlike the Taylor Swift concert where you're going to be up much later and be in traffic and you're not going to leave early. She wants to stay to the end to see Olivia Rodrigo. And that means you're getting out at midnight and home at 1 a.m. And one of our rituals is that after the Jingle Ball, which has now become part of our tradition um, to get dressed up girly and holiday like, is then to drive past the tree. And this year it said it would take us an hour to get home which is was in Connecticut, but it would take us 37 minutes to get to the tree. So we didn't do the tree. And we were supposed to go Jingle Ball Friday, Saturday, we had an event, and Sunday, go to Radio City Music Hall. And we both just looked at each other, and we knew it was aggressive. And I was just like, we're tired. Like, you can't beat yourself up. You can't just, like, do it to check the boxes. And so she said, maybe we'll do it another day. And I said, yeah, maybe we will and maybe we won't. We'll always go back to the Radio City Music Show. And if we don't get there this year, it doesn't mean like, you know, we're, we're not sticking to these traditions, which I think that people need to hold on to for themselves and for nostalgia and to capture childhood and to make sure that when the rest of life seems scary and terrible or finances are in despair or you can't be with family members or you can't buy the things you want to buy or you're getting older or someone's sick or whatever it is, these traditions are something that you can rely on and something to look forward to and memories to have and pictures and a reason to buy an ornament and then create another memory by hanging it on the tree. But you can always create new traditions, which we do. Um, the store that we buy the special ornament at uh, will be a, is a new tradition for probably a couple of years. And we now look forward to that. And I think it's good to add new traditions, you know, and, and not be obsessed with sticking to, to old ones. Last year, we traveled on Christmas Eve and we got into crazy delays and Brim was having massive anxiety that we wouldn't make Santa. And like, we were trying to beat Santa on the plane and see if we'd see the sleigh on the plane. And, you know, it became this Christmas Eve thing. Now it wasn't fun. We do laugh about it, but lo and behold, because there aren't that enough days in vacation and just for different logistical reasons, this year we're traveling from the same place in Colorado by plane on Christmas Eve. It's a risk. She might have anxiety again. We might have to try to beat Santa again. Like, you know, these things are just these memories. And it's sort of the process is fun. You know, I do suggest that you make the effort. It doesn't mean it has to cost money. It could, you know, it could be something inexpensive, like making your own snow globes. They, they sold those at the dollar store. Uh, you know, painting ceramic ornaments. And the gingerbread house making can be at home and just buy extra candy and, like, do it yourself. I just think that it is fun to do these different things, you know, um, and stop down and create these memories and traditions. Hey, I'm Bruce Bozzi. On the last season of Table for Two, we had some good times at the table, enjoying lunch with some of the best guests you could possibly ask for. People like George Clooney, Julia Roberts, Scarlett Johansson, and the beautiful Sarah Jessica Parker, to name a few. Table for Two is a bit different from other interview shows. We sit down at a great restaurant for a meal, maybe a glass of rosé, 
and the stories start flowing. It is intimate, revealing, and often hilarious. We're back for a second season, and the guests are going to be just as incredible. We'll be breaking bread with Colin Jost, Michael Mann, Divine Joy Randolph, just to name a few. And this time around, we're going even deeper, and we'll have something new for you each week. We'll talk about the big breaks, heartbreaks, and of course, food. So I hope you'll pull up a chair and join us for the latest season. Listen and subscribe to Table for Two on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Information Network and six-time Emmy-nominated news anchor Vanessa Tyler welcome you to Blackland. A podcast about the ground on which the black community stands right now. From stories about salvation. And loss. They did not love themselves enough to know their HIV status, to not pass it on to me. To dreams achieved. Or still yet unfulfilled. From people who have made it. We started a hospital-based violence intervention program called the IV Project, and it stands for Interrupting Violence in Youth and Young Adults. To those who have been left behind. But no one talks about the survivors of the gun violence, and the numbers rising because the gun violence has risen. Politically. Financially. Emotionally. Spiritually. This is where we are. This is Blackland. And one of the things that my father said to me before he passed away, it's like a, almost like a prophecy. He said that I would be helping men. Listen to Blackland on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For as long as I can remember, I've been fascinated by the depths of human potential and the incredible things that humans can do. So I became a cognitive scientist, studying all the ways in which we think, create, make decisions, and work toward becoming who we want to become. I'm Scott Barry Kaufman, host of the Psychology Podcast. I'm a cognitive scientist, and I've written 10 books and hundreds of articles on topics such as intelligence, creativity, well-being, narcissism, introversion, and education. The Psychology Podcast is a place where we investigate the different ways in which we can unlock human potential and where I get to interview some of the most extraordinary and fascinating people. And we have real conversations about what it means to achieve success and what it means to be human. So join me, Scott Barry Kaufman, on the Psychology Podcast, where we investigate the depths of human potential. Listen to the Psychology Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Kim Kardashian's not apologizing to Taylor Swift. I'm not even sure Taylor Swift is demanding an apology. I don't know that she even would actually realistically and truthfully accept an apology. I don't know that Kim is truly deeply sorry. And I'll say something is that Kim Kardashian and the Kardashians are too big to fail. They're too big to fail. And now Taylor Swift individually is bigger than Kim Kardashian, but is not bigger and more powerful than the K's overall, the K's and the J's, because they've got half the alphabet at this point. Like the K's and the J's are so fucking powerful. It's just, it's not, it's too big to fail. Like there'd have to be a massive economy, economic crisis and like meetings 
you know, with board members and international uh, summits to for the for the Kardashians to fail. Like she 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 should apologize, but she doesn't have to apologize, and she doesn't seem like she wants to apologize. I don't even know that it would be accepted, but they just like for things to just like pass on through, because they've got global fame, international fame, power, acting, apparel, makeup. You know, there are very few mediums they don't fashion, they don't touch. And when you have so many siblings and like now you've got offspring, like you've just got so many layers of this Kardashian-Jenner dynasty that it almost doesn't fucking matter what they do. They are beyond cancellation with a K. It's not even possible. And so all these people waste their goddamn breath doing TikTok videos and all this stuff about the, the phone call and the apology and that it was a manufactured phone call and all this stuff. Everyone likes to waste their breath just because they're going to rate by talking about it. But it is a waste of breath because they are not going to get canceled. Like, it's just not going to happen. So the more people talk about them, the more successful they become. So if you want to talk about them because it makes you more successful and you want to just grab onto some of the shine or the light, have at it. But people now jumping on a bandwagon all these years later after the phone call, they could have stayed with that cause for years. They're jumping on the bandwagon because now it's popular and cool and Time Magazine came out or and and now it's popular and cool to complain and, and put snake emojis all over Kim's account. And so now it's time to apologize. Why, why, why wasn't the apology demanded years ago? Like everybody jumps on a bandwagon. In the beginning, everyone was so mad and irate about TJ and Amy Robach. And like then it, then it like de-swelled. But now they really were going through a divorce when it all happened. And they didn't really do anything wrong in the eyes of their employers. And they did get the full payout for their contracts. They don't have to sue anybody. So it's like now it's cool and popular to bring it up again. Like it's just like more clickbait. But like what happened during all that in between time? We're just on a pause. Someone said, everyone pause on the TJ, Amy thing. Let's let's beat the shit out of them. Even though they didn't do anything wrong, then we're going to pause. But then their exes are going to get together and be in a relationship. Up, oh, bring it up again. Fire up the TJ, Amy drama. Fire it up again. Like, where's the conductor? Who's that person saying, bring this side of the orchestra up. Bring the Kim up now because Taylor's in Time, Mag- uh, Time Magazine. Okay, but hold, let's let that swell. Let's let that reduce. Bring up the TJ and Amy me because the exes are together it's like i know that's the media but it's so bullshit for people to like get all like high and mighty and pound their chests about these things make it your cause if your cause is the 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 the, the taylor apology because you're a big swifty and always have been fucking wear the britney t-shirts like for years like be that loyal be a die hard apologize to taylor bitch all this time but you can't just come in and be like a fickle apologize to taylor bitch Balenciaga, no different. Balenciaga mothers are like canceling each other and going crazy. I was scared I had Balenciaga in my fucking household. I was scared someone was going to see it through the walls. Someone has an invisible Balenciaga camera because there was some like reference to like pedophilia or something and some photo shoot. Mothers were irate. We weren't allowed to like even say the word Balenciaga. I think Teresa wore a fake Balenciaga sweatshirt and she was getting in trouble because she didn't realize how deep it was. She didn't know the moms were going to kill her. But now, it, now no one told us it's okay. 
I have a Balenciaga mushy bag. I forgot what that bag is called, but it's been sitting in a fucking safety deposit box because we're not allowed to wear about it or talk about it. We cannot speak of it. Everyone told me I couldn't talk about it. I wasn't allowed. But then all of a sudden, one day, the K's are wearing Balenciaga. Just like somebody said, no, the, the conductor said, oh, no. No, you're allowed to Balenciaga. Bring in the Balenciaga Orchestra now. They can play the violins. It's okay now. No one issued a, a, a press release. No one told me. We didn't know. The Balenciaga bag, I think I put it in like my a fucking another house like to wear to, to paint. I'm not allowed to wear Balenciaga. Oh, wait a minute. Yes, I am. Kardashian said it's okay. I could wear a fucking turquoise body stocking in, in sateen now with gloves over my hands. Kardashian said I can. I can wear my Balenciaga bag. And it's okay to kind of like TJ, TJ and Amy Robach because the conductor said no. Yeah, they didn't fucking do anything wrong. They were really getting divorced the whole time. They have a podcast out now. Their exes are together. They're going to go on family vacations with everybody. You can wear fucking Balenciaga and love TJ and Amy Robach. Because the conductor told me it's okay. And now the conductor says it's time to get mad at Kim Kardashian. And now she has to apologize 90 years later. TJ and Amy Robach are not like public social media Figures. They have a podcast. They're news professionals. So they went on a fucking roller coaster ride. Why do I know that? I will not tell you exactly why and what exactly was said because I'm a vault. And even Andy Cohen, I know deep dark about him. I've got texts. I've got conversations. There is a code. You could have a sword and be at battle with a shield. There is a code. There is a code. So I was talking to TJ. He came up to me at the iHeart. Uh, jingle ball. I didn't even know he knew who I was. I didn't know why he would think that I was an expert on being hated, but he's right. So we were talking and, you know, they've been through the fucking rinse cycle up and down, up and down. I'm like, it's not even real. Anything, nothing you're seeing is real. You're what it's confirmation bias. Like you're reading things that you're seeing about you. Cause you're like looking in places that it's about you go to the piggly wiggly. Nobody gives a good fuck. Kim has to apologize to Taylor and we're allowed to wear Balenciaga again, TJ. Don't fucking worry about it. Go hang out with your new love. Well, it's been a love for a while, but do your podcast. Love your life. Love your beautiful daughter you brought to the Jingle Ball. And enjoy. Don't look at it. It's not real. It's a mirage. It's a mirage. Right now, we're putting snake emojis on Kim Kardashian's account. And, you know, watching people get exasperated trying to get an apology when it ain't fucking coming. Christmas is coming. Don't worry. You're, the conductor's going to fucking put you to the side any minute and no one's going to care. I could be up next. Right now, yes, your exes are dating. You're taking another run. There's a news producer that just got married. Matt Lauer is in the hot seat now, too. He went to that wedding. You know, all that's happening. But don't worry about it. It's not real. None of it's real. If I look on social media, I am the devil incarnate. If I walk the streets, I'm fucking Madonna. The Justin Bieber of the dollar store. So... You, you want to look for a fucking ant at the picnic? You'll find one. If you don't, go to the dollar store. You could be very famous there. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man, who's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie, and uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Bruce Bozzi. On the last season of Table for Two, we had some good times with some of the best guests you could possibly ask for. Table for Two is a bit different from other interview shows. We sit down at a great restaurant for a meal, and the stories start flowing. We're back for a second season. We'll be breaking bread with Colin Jost, Michael Mann, Divine Joy Randolph, just to name a few. Listen and subscribe to Table for Two, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Alec Baldwin. This past season on my podcast, Here's the Thing, I spoke with more actors, musicians, policymakers, and so many other fascinating people, like jazz bassist Christian McBride. Jazz is based on improvisation, but there's very much a form to it. Most pop songs have a very strict structure verse verse chorus whereas jazz you get a melody with a set of chord changes you play that melody with those chord changes now once you do that you have a conversation based on that melody and those chord changes so it's kind of like giving someone a topic and say okay talk about this and comedian and actor caroline ray you're most comfortable when you're on stage probably you really love it yeah i feel like i always think my stand-up is a dinner party i know what i'm gonna make you're my guests. I don't know what's going to happen. But the thing about stand-up that amazes me is it's only going to happen in that moment in time. Even if we film it, it's never going to be what it feels like live. Listen to the new season of Here's the Thing on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.